Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, as always, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, the former NFL offensive lineman, played for five teams over the course of seven years. Long time ago now, 15 years ago, I retired from the National Football League. Thankfully, being able to play for a while has given me the opportunity to have a bunch of gigs in the media. How about that weekend? Saturday, Georgia at Vanderbilt on CBS. Then Sunday, yesterday I was able to do the Eagles pregame show on the radio before being in the booth for what ended up being a wild game between the Bills and the Giants. Uh, It's a football life, and I love it. Love all the podcasts, too. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily. Has already posted with my takeaways from what happened on Sunday in the National Football League. Tomorrow we'll have the Even Money Betting Podcast. Another good week for me there. So far, Wednesday and Thursday, we got the Fantasy Feast Podcast. So we've got multiple shows for you every day. Try to keep them 25 minutes, 25, 26, 27 minutes or less. The star of this show is Emery Hunt. You know how I feel about him. I mean, I don't really get it because he already knows I think he's the man. And yet he's trying to even you know, gather more favor by wearing an incredible sweatshirt from the dudes over at O-Line Masterminds. Emery, it is crazy how the O-Line Masterminds is right at the bottom of the video. Like, right where it cuts off, right where your setup is right there. They, You know, because so often I'll go on, like, Dan Patrick Today or other shows, Emery, and I got, like, a cool logo, or I got some... But it doesn't show up. It's just a little bit low with my setup, my, the way my setup is. So it's nice that you got the O-line mastermind. And that's a, that's a sweet sweatshirt. And it's perfect for working out too, man, because it has that, that thermal way, uh, feel to it. So it helps you sweat. And I love it when I go on my walk. So hit the treadmill, I'll just start working out because it gives you that, that pump and that sweat that you like to see or like to get when you're working out, man. And I got, I got, I, I got to ask Ross, like, cause I see it a lot. Cause I know you do great work um, on CBS. You had another viral clip with the hat on, you know what I'm saying? With the CBS <laughs> logos. What, what I find fascinating um, when, you know, when you're watching games and you see online, how many people think it's easy what we do in terms of analyze football, but they never understand how much work goes in to prepare for a broadcast or to prepare for being on a show or something like that, 
you know, they think, oh, we just show up and talk football. But, you know, there is a lot of prep that goes into this. And we've seen a lot to be able to imagine how much we've seen and had to study to be able to fit all that information in 30 to 45 second clips. It's a terrific point, Emery, especially for a game. I mean, the like I'm doing the Western Michigan at Ohio game on Saturday for CBS Sports Network, a MAC game. I don't know a lot about those two teams. So, you know, to, to study all the players and coaches for both teams, to memorize the names and numbers, to actually know about them, to watch at least the previous game. So I'm going to at least watch Western Michigan against Miami, Ohio against Northern Illinois. And then actually what people really don't understand, Emery, is how fast things happen during the game when you're in the booth. It's way easier, and I do both, so I know, it's way easier to sit on your couch and say this or say that and then say, he should have said this. Why didn't he say that? Well, maybe he didn't say that because the producer showed something else on the monitor, showed the different replay or whatever. It's way, way harder, I think, than people realize. Um, It's a really, really good point. Another good point is that you should all be following Emery on social media. He's at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter or X or whatever. He's Football Game Plan on YouTube. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I, in particular, are at Ross Tucker NFL. And then the draft guide is the best I'm aware of. Certainly has the most volume of players. Footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. Emery is giving me a run for my money in terms of hard work and versatility. Although he's got me beat on the versatility with some of the leagues that he knows about that I've never even heard of. But he's giving everybody a run for their money with these bets. Emery, 3-1 and one again. Another winning week. I mean, you laid the points with Washington, minus three. The Huskies came through for you. You laid the points with Notre Dame, minus two and a half. The Fighting Irish blew USC away. More on that in a little bit. You took the over 56 for Miami UNC. It was like 41-31, Emery. So you crushed all three of those, barely missed the Wyoming at Air Force game. You laid 10 and a half, which is a tough number to lay. Uh, and um, Wyoming ended up with, it. I think it was like 24-16 or something like that. They lost by like eight. So another really, really good week from you. Man, it's been fun to watch how these things play out because when we're placing these these bets, this is Monday. This is early in the week, and we know the line moves and shifts as the week goes on as more information comes out. But these were all great games, great contests. I went 2-2 two and two in my CFL picks, which is still amazing considering it's week 19, um, and you have one more week in the regular season um, before they get ready for the playoffs or two more weeks or whatnot. But it's, it's cool to, to be able to, to get these things out early in the week and see how right you are. Maybe you get a better number early in the week. Um, but, man, what, what's some what, – again, Air Force nearly lost, but credit to those guys coming back and, you know, essentially getting that two-game extended stretch in that conference. Because I feel like at some point they're going to be ranked and they're going to find themselves in a, a New Year's Six bowl game because – Hopefully their starting quarterback isn't 
completely injured for the season because he was playing great, but you liked that the guy that came in had the turnovers, but ended up making the play to seal the game for them in the end against Wyoming, who's another them, Wyoming, UNLV are all and Fresno are all playing fantastic ball in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah, they really are. UNLV, how about it under their new coach, uh, Barry Odom? They've been fantastic. And Air Force, I, I, I said this before, losing Hazik Daniels and Brad Roberts, I did not expect them to be as good as they have been this year. They have been fantastic. What was your biggest takeaway, if any, Emery, from Oregon and Washington? Just because there was two legit pro prospects at quarterback there and Heisman candidates, frankly, in Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. I like how both quarterbacks are able to win in their own way. Nix is more of someone that can, you know, find a way to make a way and create. While Penix was someone that was just, and, and this is something that he's added in his game more so this year than last year is the touch on the deep ball and touch on these bucket throws and, and uh, you know, tight window throws where he has to put touch on it. Let's say your fade ball, your quick, um, you know, pop pass to the outside. He's able to throw with touch and, and throw with some timing. And you like that. Yeah, it comes out weird because he's left-handed. It just doesn't look right to us. We're used to seeing so many right-handed quarterbacks. Uh, but when he's throwing the ball now, it, everything is still kind of a fastball. But at least now on certain throws, he's adding a little bit more touch which helps with placement, which helps with accuracy. And so now he's really being able to elevate uh, his team with this, with the type of throws that he's able to make. But you like that Bo Nix, things may be chaotic at times, but he finds a way to make a way to, to, to really get his team in the best situation. So it's going to be fascinating to watch how these guys um, go through this draft process because we know about their age. And for Penix, we know about the injury history. So how much of that, Will the NFL scouts in these bowl games, uh, you know, help these guys or answer some questions? Because we saw what happened with Hendon Hooker in terms of his age being a big question mark for a lot of teams. So we'll see how this plays out for those guys. Let's move on to the the games this week. Oh, go ahead, Emery. No, I, I'll sneeze. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Um, let's move on to the games this week. Uh, because we might have some time at the end to talk about some other stuff, but I want to make sure we get to this week's games. James Madison is undefeated. It's unbelievable what they've done the last couple years, moving up from FCS and being this good this early at the FBS level in the Sunbelt Conference and – you know, I think we talked about this last year, Emery. They're they're laying four on the road against Marshall, but kind of like with what Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter are doing and what that means for FCS football, I also think it means a lot for FCS football what James Madison's done the last couple of years. Right. It's no different than what App State did when they jumped up or when what Georgia Southern did when they jumped up or Coastal Carolina when they jumped up. And by the way, all of these are Sunbelt Conference teams. I love it. You know, and the thing about what the Sunbelt Conference has done, it's been able to make college football how we remember it in terms of these regional conferences. Even their divisions are regional. Um, and James Madison has been able to step in right away. And this is a fairly young program, Ross. Like this program started in like 1972. So it's not one of these programs that goes back to the 1800s. You know, this is a fairly 50-year program 
that has been able to make significant steps to get to where they are right now. You had Charles Haley, you had Gary Clark. So they had some legit NFL all-time greats come from that program. And so how they've been able to move up and how they've been able to be so good so quickly is impressive. They've been, their stadium is phenomenal. Their facilities are phenomenal. The coaching staff does a great job in, in developing talent. We know some guys, you know, tend to leave, but at the end of the day, James Madison is here because they are built the right way. And so is Marshall. Marshall was a dominant FCS program for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and when they jumped up, you know, they were able to hit the ground running right away. Obviously Randy Moss, Chad Pennington makes that possible, but this is a fantastic game um, because Marshall is good this year. GMU is good this year. They both have great offensive line prospects. GMU has Nick Kidwell. You want to keep an eye on Ethan Driscoll, the offensive line for Marshall is 6'9", 330 pounds. He's their left tackle. So both guys are what you really want to watch in this ball game. I love it. What are you doing with the spread here with JMU laying four on the road, Emery? I've been to Huntington, West Virginia, and I've been to that stadium. That is a phenomenal place to catch a football game. But JMU, to me, um, has just a little bit more on both sides of the line of scrimmage. I think that's where they'll win, and I think they'll cover. This game is going to go back and forth, but four points is just enough for me to feel comfortable in laying with the Dukes. So Emery likes JMU laying the four points. I really like the game time app. It is fantastic. Huge fan. I was actually been looking at it the last couple days, Emery, to see when I might be able to uh, maybe go to a Phillies game. Um, Standing room only right now for the Phillies Diamondbacks tonight on the game time app, $172. So that's a lot of money to stand, but at least you know with the game time app that you're always going to get the best price. And it's about the energy, right? It's about being in there, in the environment. And the cool thing with the game time app is if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time is going to go ahead and credit you 110% of the difference. So you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app create an account, and use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So, again, create an account and redeem code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. We move on, Emery, to your next game, and it is a big one. Penn State at Ohio State, and again, same spread. Ohio State, the Buckeyes at home, favored by four. I think I have an idea of which way you're going here, Emery, but uh, maybe you'll surprise me. Nah, and this, and, uh, the only reason why Ohio State is favored is because they're playing at home, but this will come down to who you think the better team is, Rossi, and like you already know where I stand, uh, this is Penn State all day. Penn State on both sides of the ball in terms of the line of scrimmage play is right where they want to be. 
and right where you should be if you're a Power 5 program. We know what the backfield situation looks like. We know I, I would take Drew Aller over Kyle McCord right now, you know, and, and how Aller is playing efficient ball and he putting the ball in harm's way, doing a good job and, you know, uh, completing the passes that he has to make that they're asking him to make. And at the end of the day, their defense, I think, matches up really well against Ohio State. So for me, Penn State will not uh, come up small in this big game. I think this is the game that they've been waiting for to show, hey, we are for real this year. This is a different Penn State squad. This is arguably their best team pound for pound in James James Franklin's tenure because every box is checked. They are good across the board. I think they take care of business here. But I also want to see um, their wide receiver, Dante Cephas. We hadn't really seen a lot of him. You know, this is someone that was excellent at Kent State. And, you know, he transfers up to Penn State, but just kind of hasn't really been dynamic yet. Maybe this is the game. But this is someone that's definitely a pro prospect, has a lot of talent. Uh, but I, I, I'm taking Penn State in the points here. Yeah, you know, it's it. What I've learned, Emery, is I think it's tough for the guys that aren't able to go to spring ball. Mm. It just seems like if all they have is fall camp, you know, um, not that it can't be done, but if you if you don't if you're not able to go to spring ball, other guys are kind of getting all those reps, and so they're kind of in those positions, and then you got to fight your way past them to get up and get into those positions. I, I really do think that that is uh, a big, a big factor at times in these, in these situations. We'll see though. Still a lot more season to be played. And by the way, just like the clock will stop on this podcast in about 10 minutes, whenever that Penn state, Ohio state game clock stops, that's your time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime ordering time. If you're dreaming about tacos during a timeout, boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. All right, Emery, the next one, speaking of wide receivers and pro prospects, it's Duke at Florida State. Florida State is rolling. They're favored by 14. And and their receiver, I know all about Marvin Harrison Jr. Emery, and we talk about him a lot, and he's fantastic. I, I get all that. Nobody's having a better year at that position right now than Keon Coleman from Florida State. Yeah, absolutely not, man. He is phenomenal, and he's playing the position um, with that dog mentality that you like to see. He's making it. I know everyone talks about Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, being number one, but you got to give credit to Keon Coleman for at least making this an even discussion of, Man, is he number one Come by a, a mile, or is has Keon Coleman made enough of a gap to where it's a debate now between okay, who's wide receiver one? Um, because he has a, he has that that my ball, I'm gonna go get the ball mentality. He's been doing it since Michigan State. Now he's doing it in a completely different conference uh, against completely different athletes at, at at corner, and it's just every game. It's a man. Did you see that grab? And so now you have options if you're a team that needs a receiver. It can't, okay, we got to get Marvin Harrison or there's no one. Keon Coleman is making that a very tough decision at the top. And it's going to be fascinating to see how he tests. 
during the process because we know that can t- be the separator for a lot of teams. But, man, you can't ignore, like you brought up, the what he's been doing out on the field in terms of just plucking the ball out the air. Uh, pro prospects for Duke you'll look at, Emery? Cash money's own Dwayne Carter, the defensive tackle, has done a fantastic job uh, up front. I think he could play across the front. Um, he's super disruptive. His ability to get pressure is going to be key in this ball game, and it's about it's more so about push than pressure because you're dealing with a a very good quarterback um, at Florida State, and so their defensive line is going to be able to answer the call. I, I think 14 points is a little bit too disrespectful for Duke and how well they're playing. This is a big game for Duke. They have no ACC losses so far, and so they can really create a tough situation for a lot of people. You know, are we ready to talk about Duke in the college football playoff if they pull off this upset? You know, because they could run through the ACC and be an ACC champ. Um, I think the Notre Dame game kind of hurts them because they had dropped so far in the rankings, but Notre Dame's win over USC kind of helps them out. So I'm going to take Duke in the points here, but I like uh, Dwayne Carter because of his ability uh, to be a very disruptive force. He is someone to me um, – that is, is going to play for a long time on Sundays. I was definitely impressed with their defensive line, watching them when I watched that game against Notre Dame. Those guys, those guys played very well, really, throughout. They just weren't able to get it done and get the stop they needed in the fourth quarter. In football, by the way, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. Emery, let's finish up the games with Utah at USC. USC laying five points at home, still smarting off of that tough loss to the Irish. Yeah, and that's going to be tough for them because, man, you didn't expect them to go in there and lay an egg in the first half like we saw. We saw everybody jump off Caleb Williams. Um, It's funny, man. I, I just can't, I can't understand how uh, sometimes folks come to the conclusion of what they what, what they of what they say or what they feel like is important. Uh, all week we talked when talk about Keller Williams. Now they're starting. We and we talked about it last episode, Ross. We've reached that part of the calendar where it's Keller Williams is actually bad. You know, Drake May is probably QB one because the thing the theme was uh, out of structure. All week long, you, you see people. Well, Caleb Williams doesn't, you know, he plays well out of structure, but uh, Drake May plays well in structure. Everyone's talking about out of structure as this is a bad thing, as if we didn't just watch Josh Allen, you know, do Josh Allen things out of structure. But that's cool, right? Because everybody loves that. But now Caleb Williams can't play out of, uh, can't play in structure because out of structure, you can't work in NFL. We watched Patrick Mahomes do it. We watched Josh Allen do it. We watched Lamar Jackson do it. We watched every quarterback in the NFL create out of structure. You kind of have to. Uh, but now all of a sudden, out of structure is a bad thing. So I think Caleb Williams is going to be fine. Some some quarterbacks, Twitter waits for any quarterback to have a bad game, and they don't treat it as just a bad game. 
They treat it as an indictment on their entire career. Oh, he had this one bad game. He's terrible. New guy up, right? So Williams is going to be fine. He's still QB1 by a mile, by, 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 by six miles, and by six kilometers. Whatever metric system you want to use, that's what we're going to say. He, he's that far ahead of the next best quarterback, whoever you think that is, right? And so he'll be fine. He'll rebound. But this is a game that USC, to me, has to win because we saw last year in both games how Utah really took it to these guys. So I'm not going to even take a side on the spread. The total is 56. I think we go over that number. Wow. Even with that Utah defense, huh? Same defense last year. And and, and that that game, obviously the championship game was a blowout for Utah. But we saw that classic game in Utah um, that was going back and forth. That was a high scoring affair. And we're, we're talking about USC's defense here. So it's, it definitely is in play at some point. Um, they're going to give up some big plays uh, in, in the passing game. You know, Emery, the last thing I would say is um, you're right, by the way, about the quarterback thing, because as soon as Drake May plays in a big nationally televised game and throws and has a bad game, everybody will jump off of him too. I mean, People are so reactionary, it's laughable. We'll probably have a longer conversation about this. I just want to say, the more games I do, the bigger fan I am of the transfer portal. Because it basically allows guys to be where they should be. And more guys are playing that should be playing, right? You want to get playing time and you're not good enough at FBS or Power 5, then move down to Group of 5 or move down to FCS. You're dominating at FCS and you're showing that you can play at a higher level, then move up. It, it's It sort of levels things out. And I know it's tough for the programs that you and I like that lose some of their better players. I get it. And we talked about this on the broadcast on Saturday. Really impressive that Carson Beck and Ken Seals, the two quarterbacks in that game, are both of their programs at year four because people don't wait that long anymore given these situations. So I give those guys a lot of credit. But I'm not disparaging anybody that says, you know what, I'm going to go and go to a better situation for me. You only get one chance to play college football. So um, we'll have a longer conversation about that at some point. For right now, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. 